Hello and welcome to the Homes Politicast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Jim. And today, Corona Apocalypse continues for another week. We've got a lot of articles for you this week. Um, not much happening legislatively, but a lot of talk surrounding coronavirus. That's pretty much the only topic. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering that until it's done. So, if you haven't heard enough about coronavirus, here's more. <laughs> So to start off today, we're looking at uh, how coronavirus has developed in Michigan, um, what impact it's had on the economy so far. We'll be talking about the stay-at-home order, uh, businesses, how they're handling that. What? The stay-at-home order while we're podcasting from our underground bunker. They don't need to know that. As as we stay home and record and do stuff from home, not in underground bunkers. Exactly. All right. So let's jump right in and see what kind of effect this coronavirus has been having on Michigan businesses. Jim, where's uh, this article from? W I L X. Yes, Lansing. Oh, Lansing. Okay. Michigan is cracking down on companies violating the stay home, stay safe executive order for essential businesses. Monday, News 10 told you the state would start issuing a $1,000 civil fine for those who violate the order. That could be on top of a $500 criminal fine. Home improvement stores are considered essential and are allowed to stay open because they sell products that promote the health, safety, and sanitation of society. But that doesn't mean they're allowed to sell everything on their shelves. Following these orders to protect the safety of customers and employees there, said Ryan Jarvie, spokesman for the Michigan Attorney General's office, they are warning that Menards or they're warning Menards for potential, potentially endangering customers and employees during the coronavirus crisis. They shouldn't be providing a bunch of unnecessary or non-essential goods, said Jarvie. Jarvie said that that includes things for your home improvement projects. You don't need to go out and buy paint to paint your rooms or mulch for your garden. You don't need to go out and buy paint to paint your rooms or mulch for your garden. These aren't things shoppers and consumers should be going to pick up, he said. Stores are making adjustments to help keep people safe. A spokesman from Menards told News 10 children younger than 16 are no longer allowed in the stores. Jarvie said Lowe's was sent a similar letter about potential stay-home order violations, but the company is working with the state, so no other action is being taken right now. Friday, workers at the South Lansing store were adding more social distancing signs. However, some companies are taking it a step further. The South Lansing Target stopped selling some items, such as clothes. Jarvie said moves like that are what stores should really be doing. They are only supposed to have a limited number of staff members on hand, so really trying to reduce the number of people working in the store and the number of people actually coming to the store shopping, said Jarvie. Home Depot is also making changes. It set a limit of 100 customers in a store at a time, and it's screening employees for coronavirus symptoms. Walmart announced Friday it is also limiting the number of customers in the store starting Saturday. If you believe a store is violating the stay-at-home order, 
you're asked to report it to your local police department. Yeah, so since, since we're on the topic of uh, the economy, there are a lot of stores trying to ride out this disruption in customers and disruption in business. So MLive is reporting in Kalamazoo, Old Peninsula Brew Pub and Restaurant is struggling. They're down, their business is down 80% since the coronavirus outbreak and all the uh, subsequent measures. Um, servers, hosts, bartenders, and dishwashers are gone. They also report on top of not having customers, they're sitting on a lot of green beer purchased for St. Patrick's Day. Um, that's going to be a, a major hit to their you know, pocketbooks. I know a lot of companies have been gearing up for Easter and all the yeah. you know all the stuff going on, which you know we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more in the opinion segment. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, companies relying on these big holidays or relying on mm-hmm. um, you know the feasibility of relying on solely on the business of tomorrow, I mm-hmm. guess. But um, right now, businesses are struggling. This this uh, pub is struggling. I know um, a lot of other places that are traditionally, you know, a place where people gather are having a lot of trouble. Yeah. Marie Blinn, who has owned the restaurant with her husband for 24 years, said a business shutdown order that lasts into June would probably kill the business for good. It's grim, said Blinn, who already closed the couple's other bar, Harvey's, on the mall. We've applied for any aid that we can find, but nothing has come through yet. We can't keep open at this pace. Help is on the way this week, maybe. Local economic development committees have been working overtime this weekend to sift through thousands of applications for financing submitted by Michigan businesses with less than 50 employees struggling with payroll, utilities, rent, mortgages, and other expenses while temporarily closed by government order. On March 23rd, Governor Whitmer shut down most businesses throughout the state, only exempting those, quote, necessary to sustain or protect life, end quote. Dine-in service at bars and restaurants have been closed even longer. Whitmer's stay-at-home order is set to expire April 14th, but she has not ruled out extending it to further prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus. This article is a little bit older. I think it was released April 3rd. So it's got statistics at 14,000 infected and 504 killed. Oh, as of April 4th. Yeah. MLive also reports to help struggling employers, the Michigan Small Business Relief Program is sprinkling $20 million throughout the state's 83 counties, split evenly between grants and low-interest loans. The money comes from the Michigan Strategic Fund. Individual grants are capped at $10,000, but loans are going out between $50,000 and $200,000. Local economic development organizations are expected to begin dispersing initial payments as early as this week. We expect the first money to start being in the hands of small businesses any day now, said Josh Hunt, vice president of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Unfortunately, the money is not nearly enough to alleviate the struggles facing small businesses in Michigan. Hunt said the program aims to support about 11,000 businesses. That's a fraction of the estimated 873,700 small businesses in the state, which together employ about 1.9 million people and account for nearly half of Michigan's total private workforce. The widespread economic hurt is evident in the state's overwhelming unemployment system, which is groaning under the weight of 311,000 claims and counting. The hurt is also evident in the volume of relief applications. 
So the article goes on to say that there are a lot of different companies uh, applying for business relief. Um, the article says that many restaurants and lodging businesses, tons and tons of massage parlors, yoga studios, hair salons and barber shops. Mahler said, many are self-employed people whom he thinks might be better off filing for unemployment under the new allowances for independent contractors, gig and low wage workers created by the Federal CARES Act. So it's looking like if, if you're not a small business, if you're just an entrepreneur, you're gonna be filing for unemployment if you can't have you know, your business running. Wow. The article continues in a, in a pretty bad way. Restaurants and food service businesses are notorious for operating on very thin profit margins. Even short-term cash flow disruptions can be a death keel. So the article goes on in depth to talk more about uh, businesses in Detroit, Lansing, um, all over the place. Businesses are really struggling. Uh, some of those numbers are really disturbing. The amount that you know they're estimating they can help businesses, or the amount of businesses they're estimating that they can help, and you know against the amount of small businesses there are, like it is really concerning looking at all these numbers. So with this concerning trend in uh, in businesses in Michigan, Governor Whitmer is also considering an extension on the stay-at-home order. Uh, the original stay-at-home order, we were supposed to end this on April 14th, uh, stated in the last article as well. Governor Whitmer says she's expecting an additional order this week for a stay-home, stay-safe order, but it's unclear how long it would be extended for at this time. Governor Whitmer says the state is not close to the apex yet, and just staying home is the best tool to keep people safe. Actually, today, the day we're recording, uh, Monday marks three weeks since governor's order to close most public spaces, including restaurants, bars, and gyms. Tomorrow will mark two weeks since the stay home, stay safe order went into effect, and four weeks since Michigan's first confirmed cases. We are not out of the woods yet, Dr. Joni Caldoon said, adding the 89% of hospitalizations for the viruses are in southeast Michigan. Dr. Caldoun said the state is hoping to report recoveries, quote, very soon. Last week, state officials suggested the state was likely a month or so away from the apex of cases. But over the weekend, the White House suggested cases in Metro Detroit could peak later this week. Governor Whitmer says the state's models are looking at more Michigan-specific data than federal models, repeating that they expect a peak late in April or early May. Oh, this has got all kinds of... Uh, all kinds of updates. I forgot this was a really long article with all kinds of updates in it. So, oh. here we go. Governor Whitmer said the state is distributing 2.2 million masks purchased by the state. FEMA is sending 300 ventilators, 1.1 million masks, 232,000 face shields, and 2 million gloves in the next 24 to 48 hours, Governor Whitmer said. She also said the state issued a purchase of 1 million face shields from Ford over the next three weeks. She suggested Michiganders wear a cloth, not a medical mask, when out in public, but says residents should continue to stay at home. The article basically gives a couple sentences about um, the unemployment application site going, you know, being under unprecedented demand. Um, basically, just saying it's going to be slow. <sighs> so where we are right now, we have reported more than fifteen thousand cases of coronavirus and more than 600 deaths in, this, in our state. 
The state has not yet officially reported any recoveries, but according to John Hopkins University, more than 17,000 have recovered in the United States, with more than 330,000 cases reported across the country. Worldwide, more than 1.2 million people have been confirmed infected, and over 70,000 have died, according to Han jo- Hans Jopkins University. <laughs> Never heard of them before. No, they're new guys. <laughs> according to John Hopkins University, the true numbers are certainly much higher because of limited testing and deliberate underreportings by some governments. <coughs> the virus is spread by droplets from coughs or sneeze so this is something that we have not been sure about up until like very recently um it is confirmed that it is spread by droplets um coughs and sneezes like it i don't think it just hangs in the air kind of waiting for people to walk by and breathe and then it has to be delivered through some bodily fluid or some contact with a surface and then your mouth or face Mm -hmm. so Actually, you know, a lot of a lot of people were making fun of the oh, just wash your hands and don't touch your face and blah blah. blah. But like, that's what's gonna help. Mm-hmm. So, do that, people. Don't be dumb. Stop touching your face, producer. Isn't I've heard that like the cloth medical masks or whatever, like those are actually worse because they keep all of the like if someone coughs and it gets on that, it'll like soak up that moisture. Or is the medical mask, like, repel it? They'll keep it from going into your mouth immediately. I mean, true, but I guess that's, like, all the memes where they, it's, like, they've been, cross-contamination. No, they've been suggesting, like, wear a mask, when wear a cloth mask when you go out, you come home, take it off, immediately put it in the washer. Disinfect things, you know. Like immediately wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's, like, everybody's... Doing all this PPE stuff, but then like not realizing like cross contamination, playing with their cell phones and putting their cell phones up to their face and everything like oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's 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 not doing any good if you wear the mask and all this stuff. If you're not, not doing this, yeah. 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 And I've just been taking hand sanitizer. Every time I sanitize my hands, I just grab my phone, rub my sanitizer all over my phone and mm-hmm. like all of my steering wheel and my shifter and yeah, yeah. Just like everywhere I touch, yeah. I'm just like. I'm just like coating my hands in alcohol and just rubbing everything. <laughs> but that is what you need to do. I mean, you don't want to get sick, sanitize, don't, you know, stick dirty stuff in your mouth. You should be all right. Don't, you know, so, social distancing. The article goes on to say that uh, it is important to note that while the number of cases is going up, it does not mean social distancing is not working. People who are testing positive now could have been exposed to the virus several weeks ago, and many people don't show symptoms for several days. I know I've heard personally of people that have, like, they've, you know, their their wife had it or something. They got tested, and they're like, oh, yeah, you already have it. You should be showing, you know, you've had it for however long. You aren't showing any symptoms, like. Say three to 14 days. Yeah. So we're effectively seeing stuff. You know, the effects mm-hmm. of what happened two weeks ago yeah. um, in real time-ish. Yeah. So, I know I know there's been a lot of talk, though, because we're, you know, we're covering the economy, we're covering um, how this is affecting everybody. Um, we just talked about businesses shutting down. This is not sustainable forever. Uh-uh. 
Uh, and a lot of people are saying that, like, we can't just stay home. We can't just shut, effectively shut down our entire economy and, ex- and expect it to just stay about where it was. Like, uh-huh. something has to be done. And so um, we're complying with the stay-at-home order for now, but uh-huh. people have to go back to work soon. So it's not only businesses that are going to be looking different during this coronavirus epidemic. Jim, you've got a, an article talking about the legislature. What's that? What is that going to look like for us? Yes, according to MLive, the next Michigan legislative session will look a lot different amid the cor- coronavirus outbreak. This is from Lauren Gibbons. And it says Michigan lawmakers will be screened for COVID-19 symptoms and taking other precautions before convening session next week to consider an extension for the state of emergency for the coronavirus pandemic. The Michigan Senate will be suspending the rules that apply on attendance and voting and plan to only allow a handful of people on the Senate floor at a time by staggering attendance until a quorum of 20 senators is reached, said Amber McCann, spokesperson for the Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky. Members will be screened before heading to the Capitol building, McCann said, and no staff will be present at session. If any member of the public wishes to view proceedings, they will be screened before entering the building, she said. Gideon D'Asandro, spokesperson for House Speaker Lee Chatfield, said the House will likely have slightly different procedures, noting that some of the details are still being worked out. Both chambers are planning to meet to approve an extension of Governor Whitmer's emergency declaration, which expands executive authority to handle the coronavirus response. But many Republican lawmakers have disagreed with the governor on how long the extension should last. Whitmer requested extending the declaration for an additional 70 days, which Shirky said was too long. McCann said lawmakers have not yet decided on a specific number of days for the extension, although she said it's likely it will at least extend through April 30th, following the recommendation of President Donald Trump's federal guidelines. Whitmer spokesperson Tiffany Brown said Thursday the governor is highly concerned about Republican proposals for shorter emergency extensions that would needlessly have the legislature convene every few weeks. The legislature has not met in person for session since March 17th, when lawmakers had a full day of voting and approved additional state funding for coronavirus response. One state lawmaker, Representative Isaac Robinson, has died, and family has said COVID-19 was the likely cause of death. Representative Tyrone Carter was the first lawmaker to have confirmed positive test for the disease. He has been recovering at home since the diagnosis he told MLive last week. Yeah, actually, uh, since this article was posted, there's been another... um positive testing for coronavirus. State Representative Karen Whitson of Detroit is the second Michigan legislator confirmed to have tested positive for coronavirus. House Democratic leader Christine Grieg of Farmington Hills said that Whitson is, quote, doing well and appears to, quote, be on the other side of the illness in a Monday statement. Whitson did not attend the March 17th session of legislature and has remained self-quarantined since becoming ill, according to the release. So we're running out of time here for today. We have one more article for you. It's, uh, yes, an opinions piece from MLive by George Roderick. So this article really highlights how important our news media think they are. 
this journalist has thrown together a bunch of things that a bunch of different countries have done. The, the title of the article is Global Lessons in Coronavirus Containment Can Help Us Now. And he's looking at places like Singapore and South Korea and um, I think there was there's a couple other places he was looking at. I think the other couple were within the United States. Yeah, Seattle flattening the curve. So this kind of shows the ignorance of media, the ignorance of reporters. They don't know how the world works. I mean, you can't just take, okay, this worked in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Let's apply this to the entire United States. Exactly. I mean, we were talking on the show, I think, mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. Montana has nine cases right. of coronavirus. You cannot put the same measures, or you, you should. You don't need to take the same measures in Montana that you're taking in Detroit. Exactly. Um, also, the media probably should not be telling us how to run our country. Screw off, media. That's we right. We don't need you. We will figure out how this thing goes. Mm -hmm. You do realize you are part of the media now. Actually, actually, yeah, I am. Screw off, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Mainstream media. Yeah. Mainstream, mainstream media. media. Commercial media. Telling everybody what to yeah. do and what to think and how to think it. Yeah, we just don't need it. So that's about it for our news segment for today. We appreciate you guys listening in. We've got the GoFundMe page up. So if you or anybody you know would like to help support the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Please remember to give us a rate, review us, subscribe, send us emails. Um, we're lonely. We want emails, so... Send me emails to answer. Uh, We're bored with quarantine. <laughs> I'm just sick of doing nothing but schoolwork. I want I want emails to answer. So yeah, email the show. Tell me you know what you thought of it. Um, tell us how we can improve. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. As always, guys, stay safe with that coronavirus out there. And we will talk to you at our opinion segment on Friday. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we'll see you then.